Howdy guys, I'm Maiden of Blue Catch Productions, and welcome to A Non-Anchor. A Non-Anchor is a podcast focusing on my life. I'll tell you a lot about myself and hopefully provide value through experience. This is episode 78 of the show, and we're currently recording this on April 20th, 2021, 4.20 at 9.34 a.m. Hope you're all having a very happy weed day. Hope you're all smoking them Mary Jane. Hidden a little bit of that wacky tobacco, and I also hope that Patient is having a very happy birthday. Do you know that? Yeah, 420. Patient's birthday, I believe also Hitler's birthday. A lot of epic people born on 420, um, so if you have not already, even if it's a day late, even if you're listening to this podcast later on, wish Patient a happy birthday. It'd be epic. I'm doing it, I think, on the date, which is epic, so there's that. Uh, happy birthday, patient. You're epic as always. Thank you so much for not only helping my community, moderating the community, but also just being a good listener. Just anytime I've had an issue or a problem and I needed somebody to talk to, patient at length has sat in my DMs listening to me talk about all sorts of things for a long period of time. And uh, not everyone can do that. Not everyone can be a good listener. And I think patient is a good listener and somebody who uh, has my best interest at heart. And that's that's awesome to have a, have a friend who can truly and honestly say that they have your best interest at heart and uh, really do care about you, you know? There's a lot of people in my community that have come in and left and, you know, maybe just enjoy the interactions but don't necessarily care about me, the person. Uh, patient cares, and that's awesome. Maybe a little too much. (laughs) No, I'm joking. Happy birthday, patient. Thank you for being awesome as always. And if you're listening to this episode of Aiden on Anchor, you're awesome. Anyway, with that all out of the way, with all the sappy stuff out of the way, what are we going to be talking about today? Well, I figured we could start this episode of Aiden on Anchor talking about a film I saw recently entitled Sound of Metal. Yeah, we're we're talking about an Oscar-nominated film released in 2020, like current year. It's not just a Disney movie or a superhero film. We're actually talking about something relevant for once. I know, shocking. And what did I think of this Oscar-nominated film, Sound of Metal? Well, I like it, but I also have several issues with it. And we'll talk about those issues later. Let's first talk about what the movie is about. So, Sound of Metal, right? We have a drummer on the poster, all the marketing material shows him drumming along. His name's Ruben, by the way. Playing music. And you think to yourself, okay, this is going to be a, a movie about drumming. A movie about music. Maybe he learns how to drum. Maybe he has a falling out with the drums. A very common trope in a lot of movies, right? We see a lot of musical movies like this. Well, let me tell you, it was a surprise to me when... After the first five minutes of man drumming, uh, the movie completely pivots to being about deaf people, which is kind of surprising. You come to find out that was the whole point in the movie. The metal and all the marketing was just to get you in through the door because what the actual film is about is about the deaf experience. So let's talk about it for a little bit. Being deaf, right? Not something I've experienced before, but it is a fear. Maybe not a major fear, but a fear nonetheless. 
being uh, a person who who relies a lot on my hearing, as well as my vision, my sense of smell, all that sort of stuff, the idea of waking up one day and suddenly losing that and not being able to get it back is scary. It's very scary. How are you supposed to live with that, right? And so that's what this film tries to explore. This character, Ruben, who plays drums frequently in a loud metal band, ends up starting to lose his hearing. And he's like, well, fuck, what do I do? I'll I'll just get it fixed, right? So he goes to the doctor, and the doctor says, Ruben, you are losing your hearing at a rapid rate, and you maybe have like 10% of it left. You can't get it back. It's not something you'll be able to just have again. So what I recommend is saving what you have left and trying to live with that. And of course, Ruben takes that and he's like, yeah, whatever. And then it smash cuts to him playing more drums, to which he loses more hearing. And because he can't play the music he loves, he has a temper tantrum, he gets angry, all this bad stuff happens until his girlfriend ends up taking him to this deaf community where he can learn and accept his disability, right? And so we spend a good bit of this movie at this camp run by Joe, and Ruben gets to learn sign language, communicate with the people there. He helps the deaf school children, and he starts to have a little bit of purpose, starts to learn a little bit more about himself, ends up feeling happy at certain points. But he does want to see his girlfriend again. This camp puts you in complete isolation, so you're not allowed to go outside it or see other people. And he wants to play music. And so, in a moment of weakness, and this is a bit of a spoiler, he decides to sell all the stuff, his van, his music equipment, everything, so he can get cochlear implants, which basically go in your ear It's a big surgery. They have to install it in in there. And uh, it'll help you hear. So Ruben sells all that stuff, gives all that money to a doctor. They do the operation, and when they turn it on, it doesn't work for him. I mean, it kind of does. He's able to hear things, but it's like kind of a messed up radio signal. So it's like buzzing and, and hissing and... You can't really get out a whole lot of the details. It's better than what he had before, but it's also still a complete mess. And so now that he's wasted all this money and is able to hear again, he's kicked out of the deaf community. He goes back to his girlfriend, who thankfully is still there for him. And then Ruben just sort of sits on this bench, watches the world go by, and the movie ends. That's how it ends. And, of course, the ending is very well set up. I won't spoil that part. It's great, honestly, that last ending bit. So what does this movie do well, and what do I think it does poorly? Let's talk about the strengths. The obvious thing to point out is the sound design. This movie uses its sound design to simulate what it would be like actually being deaf and losing your hearing. They take really good quality audio and gradually distort it and take parts away to that you can hear what Ruben is actually hearing in the moment. When he gets the implants, you can hear all all the hissing and the and the fucked up parts about it. When his hearing is starting to go, it does gradually decrease and you're able to hear that, but it's never complete silence. 
there's always still bits of sound design in there. They never just completely mute the entire movie at any point, unless it's for like an artistic scene, right? They have a lot of fun making the sound design and making you really feel like, oh, wow. This is what it's like to be deaf. This is this is really disorienting. And it can be at times, but it's super interesting as well. I also think that the acting by Ruben is pretty good. He definitely sells a lot of this movie. He is pretty much 90% of the focus. We meet other characters, but it's mainly focused on Ruben. So it's good that his actor, Riz Ahmed, does a really good job of like portraying him. And you end up doing a little bit of research... And even though he is not deaf himself, they did put an earpiece in his ear with loud, high frequencies to kind of simulate it for him so that he would be better able to act it out, which I think is a little hardcore, right? Like, don't ruin the man's hearing. (laughs) But hey, if you're dedicated to your role, you're dedicated to your role. And I think the last thing that this film does really good is it does attempt to shine a light on the deaf community, something that's not often shown in Hollywood. I learned a lot, and I feel like a lot of people are going to learn a lot. So then, if there's all these good things, what are my major issues? What holds it back for me? Well, I think my first problem with Sound of Metal is the fact that while its interpretation of the deaf community is very enlightening, it's very one-sided. I ended up reading a review that described it as very traditionalist deaf leaning, if you will. And what does that mean exactly? Well, the film makes a pretty big case that if you start to lose your hearing or become deaf, that you should just accept that and live with being deaf. And that sounds fine and dandy, except for the fact that those cochlear implants that the movie demonized and made it to seem like they don't work, uh, actually do work in real life. You can look it up, and cochlear implants can give people who had no hearing, hearing again. It's kind of a miracle that that type of technology even exists. And so we have a film that tackles the deaf community that a lot of people are going to see who otherwise wouldn't know about it and are going to watch this movie and believe that these cochlear implants are not only a bad idea, but that they don't work because they don't work for our main character. And that's kind of harmful, you know? That's kind of fucked up. I get it that in the context of the story, Ruben getting these implants that don't work makes sense because he spends all of his money to try and get them in the first place. It's seen as a moment of relapse, a moment of weakness. And so the movie doesn't reward him with the implants suddenly working. Um... So it makes sense for for that character and that story, but again, this is like one of the few interpretations we've ever gotten on this big of a scale in a movie that people are going to watch not knowing about this stuff, and so that could lead to some harmful stereotypes if you're not willing to research and put in the effort. So that kind of sucks. It's very one-sided in its portrayal of the deaf community. The other main issue that I have is that while the sound design is good and the acting is good, I don't think any of the characters or even the second half of the plot are all that interesting. I feel like Sound of Metal, while it is an interesting portrayal of the deaf community, 
sacrifices a lot of basic story elements to get there. And I think Ruben is a pretty good example. You would think that this guy, Ruben, who suffers being deaf, we would end up learning a lot about him. Things like his backstory, why he got into metal, what are his other hobbies, who else does he have relationships with, where did he come from, right? Basic questions. Questions that I feel like most films should answer with their primary protagonist, especially in a film like this that spends 90% of its time on this character. But the fact of the matter is, is that we don't know a lot about Ruben. It's kept intentionally ambiguous, which is fine for first viewing, right? If you watch Sound of Metal and you're really focused on the deaf stuff, yeah, you don't really need to know a lot about Ruben. The problem comes into the fact that on rewatch, I'm going to be looking for something more to this film other than just the sound design, and there's not going to really be anything there supporting it. And not only that, I'm going to start to notice more issues, like the fact that the cinematography is not really all that good. I think after he leaves the death camp, the film starts to get way less interesting in its second half. They don't really do a lot with any of the other characters. His girlfriend, Lou, starts to get stuff in the last 20 minutes, but immediately after that scene, the film ends, so it's like, why did, why did we spend time on that, right? What are the priorities here? And how did those priorities end up creating a film that, in my opinion, while interesting, felt slightly unsatisfying. And I think that's my biggest issue. I'd recommend watching Sound of Metal, just because I think it's such an interesting film. And it does do a lot with sound design. And given that it's a Best Picture nominee, it has the potential to literally win a lot of awards. So, of course, you should watch it. But just know that there are issues with it. And I don't think it's necessarily as strong as people point out to be. Not a bad film, either. Don't get me wrong, I still love it. The fact that it's two hours makes it like a breeze to watch, right? Not a very long film, but it is slow. It can be depressing at points, and I don't think its subject matter is fully explored to the extent that it tries to portray. It's very one-side-fits-all in its approach. So I give it like a six, seven out of ten. Right around that area. Not a bad film. Again, it's just one that I think makes some pretty big sacrifices and ones that I don't think pays off a whole lot of the time. But that's my opinion on Sound of Metal. I figured I'd go ahead and give you that review because I watched it yesterday and it was a film that I had a lot on my mind with, you know? Had a lot to talk about. Had a lot of interesting stuff to say. So there. I said it. There you go. What else have I been doing recently? Well... I did another live stream, another seven-hour live stream. I don't know what it is, but I'll go away from live streaming for like a month or several weeks, and then I'll come back and be like, I'm going to do live streaming, and I stream for seven hours out of nowhere and get exhausted, and then I'm like, oh, you know, maybe I shouldn't, but this time I think I'm actually going to get back on that horse because I had a really fun stream. We ended up finishing Mario Kart Wii Mirror Mode which was awesome. Got another game checked off the list. And uh, we even had Ethan come by. And he got to experience my living hell, Mario Kart Super Circuit, a game that I think is totally miserable and bad. Poor Mario Kart Super Circuit. It's probably a game that some people like, but damn if it isn't like one of the most flawed Mario Karts 
definitely near the bottom of the totem pole. Because the fact of the matter is, like, most Mario Karts are good, right? Or at least have something about them to make it their favorite. You know, Mario Kart and the Super Nintendo was the first one. A lot of people have nostalgia for 64. Double Dash is like this hidden gem among the community. DS uh, added a lot of new features. We added bikes and online. It was the best-selling Mario Kart. 8. 8's fantastic as well. It's on the Wii U and Switch. Like, every Mario Kart has something about it that people enjoy. Super Circuit, I don't think anybody, like, maybe you have nostalgia for it. But it has a really small character roster. Goes back to the type of gameplay in the Super Nintendo game, despite being years, years old at that point. And the controls are just bleh. Just nasty. I don't like the controls at all. Not even a little bit. Should have been a little bit better polished, IMO. So, I got to let Ethan play it for a little bit, and he felt the exact same way. And we still haven't beaten it yet. That might be my next, my next stream. I might just play more Mario Kart Super Circuit. And see how I feel about it after that. Uh, but I had a good time streaming. I had a good time streaming. And I and I need to do it a little bit more. Because we keep adding new things to it. And I want to be able to start putting up VODs soon on the personal channel. Uh, if you haven't already, by the way, go ahead and check out the last episode of Aiden on Anchor. Because I talk about wanting to start a personal channel uh, where I could put stream VODs on. So if you haven't seen it. Go listen to that episode and let me know how you feel, because I'm still looking for responses on that. Still looking for thoughts about whether or not I should start a personal channel. But uh, in the meantime, while we're still kind of in the half and half, uh, I have been adding things to my stream like a clock and a new layout. Things like uh, music, copyright-free music to listen to in the just chatting segments. So I'm going to be adding more stuff later. And I want to finish some more games. I want to finish some more games like Mario Kart Super Circuit and Minecraft, so we will probably be doing that shortly. Be on the lookout for that. I have way too much fun with this stuff. <laughs> I really do. I really do. And then the last little thing I want to mention real quick before we end this episode of Aiden on Acre is that I'm even closer to being done with Vegas. I uh, spent the past couple of days getting intros. So at this point, I have had a remade intro for Blue Catch Productions, Lions Honor Gaming, a YouTube podcast I don't work on, uh, and Aiden on Acre, I already edit and Resolve. But I'm making these like either the same intro, but just in Resolve so I can have the file to edit later. That way I don't have to go back to Vegas or a newer and better version. The LHG one's pretty new and interesting. Uh, I'm going to tweak it a little bit more and then put it in the in the Google Drive. So if you notice a new LHG intro, that was made by me. I typically make a lot of them anyway, but I'm working on it. But that means that outside of like a few other things, if all goes well, I should be able to be fully switched over to DaVinci Resolve by the end of the month. And we only have like 10 days left, which is nuts. But yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Hope you all had a good day. Hope you all enjoy your 420. Hope Patient had an epic fucking birthday. She's epic as always. Like I said, go ahead and wish her half a happy birthday. Even if it's day late, even if it's day early. I don't care. She's fantastic. And you should let her know. But that'll be it for this episode. If you want to support me, feel free to hit the support button. That way you can financially keep Aiden on Anchor running and flowing. You can also send a message if you want. 
I'll respond to it on the podcast. I don't really talk about that a whole lot, but there is a message button. You can record a little ditty on your phone or on your mic on desktop and send it my way, and I can react to it, as always. Uh, and also keep in mind that in about two more episodes, episode 80, we'll be doing another Q&A one. So begin your questions ready for that shit, because that's going to be pog. But yeah, I've been Aiden of Blue Catch Productions, and thank you for listening to this episode of Aiden on Anchor. Bye-bye, everybody.